When I was in the fourth grade, my brother and I decided it would be a good idea to stick our hand in a tree full of black ants. We had found a hollowed out section in a tree. We saw tons of black ants and we thought it would be a good idea to take our hand and stick it in there. Now, what was really trippy was uh, these black ants would swarm all over our hand and then, uh, I don't know, after some amount of time passed, got like 100 bites on our hand, it would start to get numb. Your hand would go completely numb. We'd pull it out, we'd shake it off, and there wasn't really any... um, It didn't like pierce the skin, but it was these little, little, little pinches that were totally numbing our hand out. I'd never have done research on why that happened or what was going on. Uh, No doubt, not the smartest idea for us to do. But when I think about what it means to live in an age of affluence, when it, what it means to live in... And and be in a space where we're surrounded by so much that we have access to. Uh, I think we we exhaust ourselves. We die from a hundred small bites that happen every day. Uh, The pain in our hands gave way to no feeling at all. It was like our hand died from those hundred small bites. And by the end of the day, most folks are numb. There's been a hundred small bites of pain, a misunderstanding boss, an insane team member, a crazy client, an exasperated partner or spouse or lover. There's a hundred problems overwhelming them. And this is why the TV gets turned on. Now, I'm not anti-TV. There are some shows I follow. But for most people, the, the great struggle of our age is to numb out. And the TV is a way just to let that programming wash over them like a warm bath. Whether it's a drama or a comedy, it's a saturation of story that helps them close off the day. We could say it this way, story is fueling the emotional survival of modern society. From prisons to nursing homes, TV is the companion that deals out relief. And that's why I started off this section, uh, these last few weeks of what we've been talking about, that lectures don't bring bring people in, stories do. Nobody is binge reading white papers at night. They're binge watching Netflix. Um, But here's the thing. Oftentimes the stories that people are just consuming uh, through the medium of television aren't enhancing who they are. It's just fueling an escape of diminishing returns. And so we want to live different right? We want to be awake. We want to notice. We want to pay attention. We don't want to be numbed out. It's normal in your body to get sick occasionally, and then your body returns to health. It gets healthy. Um, And it's normal that if you get into a period where you're fatigued or tired or you need an adrenaline reset or you feel uh, just a general sense of exhaustion to drift towards numbing out, and then we want to wake up. Right, So don't beat yourself up if you've been through a pattern where you've numbed out for a while or you're uh, hitting something up to escape. Again, we can return back to health. And if you want to go back through the first 12 episodes of the podcast, you know I'll walk you through that. What we want to do, though, is learn to be people that are awake, that are noticing. We're noticing what's happening around us and how it connects with others. In fact, I want to read a quote to you. I, right now, I'm keeping this on the screen of my phone. It's by Esther Peril, and uh, she's a psychotherapist, I think, uh, has a book that was pretty popular on just the modern struggle of love and uh, longer life expectancies and, and really great. But she said this in an interview, and I loved it. She said, you know, because she was talking about, in my words, being numbed out. Um, and, 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 you know, if you're staying numbed out, you're in a place where 
your life, and this is me, I'm not reading the quote yet. If you're staying in a place of numbed out, your life starts to move on repeat. You keep doing things that aren't working. You keep getting the same results and year on year repeats and then the decades repeat. And um, you have wasted moments where you're not noticing insight. You're not waking up. And that's how you get a wasted life. And so she was riffing on that and kind of going off on that in an interview um, about how people just keep doing the same thing. And she said this, Bring yourself to a level of presence by being curious and by paying attention, and you will feel a whole different energy. The energy of a body that pays attention is a body that leans forward, that is alert, that is awake. I love that. Bring yourself to a level of presence by being curious. It's the opposite of being numbed out. There are a hundred bites that have occurred Uh, for you to check out, for you to be exhausted, for you not to notice. You will not be an effective leader if you're not a person who learns to stir up your curiosity and to notice. You'll not be an effective communicator if you can't notice. I mean, what do great comedians do? They notice the funny things that we all miss. They go to the grocery store awake and alert, curious, not numbed out. Um, they experience the simple and mundane differently. Right now, there's maybe something you need to move forward with a relationship that you have or maybe with your family or a a love interest or there's that initiative at work that you're trying to get people to uh, rally around and understand. Um, And there's something happening around you that'll give you a clue to how to connect that dot for them, to motivate them, to inspire them, to, to laugh at the, the struggle and the insanity of whatever the pain point is. And you want to see that moment. And you're not going to see it if you're numbed out. Now, I want to teach you something really practical, okay? Really practical to develop your speaking ability and to get you noticing things. It's going to deliver both of those. So why wouldn't we want to do this? It's going to develop your speaking ability. And I said last podcast, you know, few things will add to your life like developing the ability to speak publicly. And I'll uh, say it this way, to tell stories well. I mean, whatever the relational space is, the communal space is, whatever the culture you're trying to build, being able to speak publicly adds value to everything. So we want to work on that. And I said, you could record yourself and send me a video, right? So I'm going to teach you something now that's going to, it's going to be another thing that's going to help you improve your ability to do that. And it's also going to deliver this side benefit of teaching you how to recognize what it feels like to be awake and alert. So come on now. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to get in the car and you go for a drive. And um, you're going to turn on some music. This is step one. That gives you a feeling. Whatever the feeling is, it's just got to be a strong feeling. And you may not need the music. You may can just find the energy. You may can just notice the feeling. But number one, we're going to get a strong feeling. Number two, you're going to riff on that strong feeling. Oh, yeah. You're going you're gonna to speak with passion. You're going to preach it, whatever you connect with. But you're going to conversationally riff. Uh, you're going to enter into a flow state. There's not going to be inhibition between what you say and what you think you should say. Okay. There is no filter. This is what people do to wreck their lives publicly when there's no pause between what they're thinking and what they're saying, but we're removing that pause to get into a flow state of conversation. And by removing that pause, we learn to relax 
in a space where we're riffing. So number one, get the strong feeling. Number two, practice the riffing. Number three, when you're done, and go for as long as you can. Go for two minutes. Go for five minutes. Go for bursts. Um, And then take your phone, hands-free, Siri yourself insights. Maybe you made a connection. You made a passionate point. There were some dots, a funny story, whatever it was. You're going to capture those insights so they're not wasted. Um, Learning to capture stories around you. I have a spreadsheet. When I see something funny, when something happens, I add to that spreadsheet. And I break down the spreadsheet this way. Uh, Story, insight, uh, maybe I'll say point and then talk I used it in. Uh, so it's a spreadsheet. It's got a few categories, and I'm saving, saving, saving all the time, capturing those insights. Now, what you're doing, though, by capturing those insights is you're not wasting something you noticed. And by learning to capture it in the car, here's what's crazy. Uh, the more you live your life, the more that you'll start to notice mundane moments because you did it in one arena with this practice, the riffing of the conversation, then you notice in another arena. Now, I need to make a few notes about what it means to be in that space where you get into a conversational flow state and you're riffing. Um, there are some people that falsely believe that is passionate public speaking, um, and they confuse the emotional release or the vomit of them just getting uninhibited, uninhibited, uh, with effective, powerful connection with others. And that's not true. There are people that will sit down and they're like, oh, that was amazing. I connected with the audience. And it's like, no, you feel better because you puked, but they feel gross. Uh, So we're not talking about accosting people. We're not talking about being manipulative. This is a private thing you're doing in your car. You're practicing this riffing, this conversational flow state. You give yourself over. And I did this for a number of years while I would drive places. Not all the time, but maybe I'd go for a two-minute burst. Maybe I'd get inspired again and go for a five-minute burst and go for a seven-minute burst. Um, maybe in one car ride, I'd only have a 30-second burst. Maybe in one car ride, I'd have, I'd have two or three four-minute bursts. Um, I don't do it as much any, as much anymore now, although I occasionally still do it. And by doing it in the car, muscle memory, I learn what flow state in a conversation feels like, and then I can modulate it when I'm speaking so that I can increase tone and frequency and uh, things that match where the audience is and meet them where they are. And I might close with a really passionate, more uh, uninhibited expression but I'm not going to do things to violate the personhood of others. Um, and so the more that you are a safe, secure person within, you'll even find in your riffing that you, um, you just treat people with more compassion and less judgmentalism. So all that to say, we want to be people that are awake, that are paying attention. We don't want to be numbed out. And I'm trying to convince you of the impact of story here and how much it'll add to your life to be a great public speaker. So get in your car, find your energy, practice the riffing, and capture those insights. All right? Let me know if you have questions on this. Thanks for being here. Have an excellent rest of the day. Peace.